the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Ron Geyer with End Time Insights. As always, we love doing this and we're so thrilled, honored, and privileged that God would have us do this and that you would listen to us. We presume, yes, we do, to speak for God. Uh, We're going to give you lots of thus say at the Lord's today right out of the Bible. And we're going to talk today once again. I want to get us warned, prepared, updated on what's going on with the church during this time of transition from so-called godly leadership into ungodly leadership. And I want to address some of the things that are concerning the church and our nation. And first, let me give you this overview, brief little overview about what's been happening and how the election plays right into all of that. I'm going to take us back 100 years, 100 and um, maybe 95 years. We've been on a downhill slide, a severe downhill slide ever since, really. But uh, the last 100 years, we've really uh, fast-tracked downhill, working toward the return of Christ. We have a descended right into godlessness for nearly 100 years, and that was based on this particular fact, which is very important. Beginning in the late 1920s, uh, the economic view in America was changing. There were liberals coming out there. Actually, they were communists. They were being promoted through the attempted communist takeover, integration of the Communist Party into American politics. And beginning in the late 1920s, this is so important, we changed the way in which we were going to teach our children in public school. Previously, up until then, we had taught them to learn through a moral principle of right and wrong. We taught them that you will view everything. You will view world affairs. You will view current events. You will view the news. You will will review your relationships. You will review American business. Everything will be viewed through the prism of morality, right and wrong, God's way and the devil's way. We gave them a moral perspective as a foundation for their critical thinking process. That was so important. But that changes, especially during 1928, 1929. New books were being written by the socialists. And the education, public education system in America made a conscious decision that we were going to change. We were no longer going to teach them through a moral uh, perspective. But we were going to now teach them through the prism of economics. We were going to teach them basically through profitability and non-profitability. How does this relate economically? We saw the fulfillment of Scripture right before our eyes then. Openly and unashamedly, America would no longer be motivated to weigh our decisions on a basis of what's right and what's wrong, but we would now weigh them on the basis of profitability and non-profitability. Money would be our guiding light and not God. 1 Timothy 6.10, you know what that brings. For the love of money is the root of every evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and 
pierce themselves through with many sorrows. So for the last hundred years, we've been teaching our children how to look at things economically rather than morally. That's why it's so easy to understand. It's even gotten worse. We've removed God from our public education system and so many other arenas. And we're teaching our children no longer to be American patriots, but we are training them to be good socialists, good globalists. And that's what's happened. That's why you can ask millennials uh, about their spirituality. And I think it's like 80% now are just going to tell you that they don't have any understanding of that, that they have no desire for the things of God, that they just want to be better citizens of the world. And we've trained them intentionally to do that. Well, many sorrows, as the scripture says, have manifested. And immediately, it was in 1929 when we had what? The Great Depression. I mean, if you reject God and then you say, we're going to go ahead and we're going to teach our children how to look at the world through an economic viewpoint, and then the economy collapses, uh, duh, I think God's giving you the message. I do not approve of this. I do not sponsor this. This is wrong. And, well, the Great Depression, that was God's voice speaking. We have to learn how to be sensitive when God speaks to us. So looking back, we see a conscious decision to reject God for money. As America continued to fall further and further away from God, we experienced some short periods of revival. I, for one, my wife and I, we came in in the uh, Word of Faith movement back in the 1980s, and huge numbers of people came into the church then. And even that has been counterfeited in large measure through the uh, hyper grace message through the prosperity gospel where things that started out as pure and true and clean were never defended and they grew under the demonic assault upon the truth where if we could just present this and remake God in the image of man rather than God being making man in the image of him we've gone ahead and we've really altered our American perspective of who God is and that has led us to further moral depravity we experienced small periods of revival along with continued downturns in America's morality. I could mark all the day. I could tell you about uh, we took God out of schools. We took him out of the courtrooms. One of the huge signs of the end times, one of the huge signs of America's decay is the acceptance, promotion of homosexuality. And look what that has led us to. That has led us to genderization. My wife was telling me today they no longer talk about babies in Congress, you can't say that. You got to call them babies, T-H-E-Y-B, whatever. We're sick. We're depraved. And the point I'm getting to is now we have fallen so far uh, away from God. We are way, Dave Reagan, Lamb and Lion Ministries, I respect him tremendously. We have fallen so far away from God that we passed the point of no return. He refers to it as an incurable wound. I'll pick up on that in a minute. But currently, America is way past ignoring God. We're way past that. We have moved from ignoring God to rejecting God, and currently now it's removing all evidence of God and Christianity in America. The verbal assault against God has reached new heights. He is blasphemed in our schools, in our government, the news media. Just They're outlawing Christianity. Get ready. They're coming after you. Kamala Harris spearheading this uh, executive uh, office move to single out Christians, and who knows? Who knows what they're going to do with us? I know what God's going to do with us. We have not been appointed unto wrath. Amen? Revelation thirteen five. this is an end-time scripture. This is a uh, promise that's going to be manifested during the tribulation period, but the spirit of Antichrist is here already. And there was given unto him, Satan, a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue 40 
two months. That's the Satan's power that he gives to the Antichrist. And what he does is, just like we're seeing it today, the mouth, the lies, the Bible says the lying tongue hates those it destroys, just as that was province that would happen during the tribulation period. That's one of the ways he maintains power through the lying tongue. We see that now. And yes, it's a tribulation truth for down the road, not too far away. But the spirit of Antichrist, he's been around for ages and his deceit has destroyed millions upon millions of people. Truth is, it's easy for him to deceive the world. They belong to him. The Bible says he has blinded their minds to the truth of the glorious gospel, to the light of the gospel. They are blinded to the light. That's why we can go out there and tell them truth after truth after truth. We can shine brightly, and yet they are blinded to our brilliance because their minds have been what? Darkened by Satan. We cannot penetrate that darkness. Deceit is the only weapon Satan has against the church. And the real sorrow is we have allowed that deceit to enter in and the church is suffering greatly because of that. And we need to fight back. We need to start doing what we're supposed to be doing no matter what the enemy does to us. Yet even their deception, deceit, it's killing and removing millions and millions from their place in Christ, from their place of safety. And I want to talk to you briefly about the three uh, words that are used in the New Testament for deceive. And the first one is planeo. And this is so telling. Planeo in the Greek, it means something fraudulent that causes one to roam from the place of safety, to wander or go astray. The apostasy, it's here now. And it is all about one-time Christians being removed from the place of safety. And deceit does that. You don't get removed from the place of safety so much by what you do. It's what you're listening to that affects your actions. And it says it right there, deceit. It is fraudulent and it causes you to roam from your place of safety. Satan has people just waiting to catch you off guard. That is their sole purpose. That's why that is my main motivation for doing these shows. I want you warned. I am not necessarily a soul winner. I am a preacher of righteousness. I am here to warn you about the dangers that you are living in in these last days. Remember 2 Timothy 3, these last days, perilous times. Perilous times, not because of earthquakes, not because of asteroids falling on the earth, not because of global climate change. The perilous times comes from evil men. And Satan is just waiting to catch you off guard. That's his sole purpose. If you are not eating the body and drinking the blood of Christ, that means basically if you are not reading and studying and meditating on the word of God, you are a prime target and he will remove you from your place of safety. Notice the language. Rome from safety. We're not supposed to be roaming from our place of safety. We're supposed to be firmly rooted and grounded in the word of God. We are not to be roaming. We are to remain planted in the word of God. And you do that by eating the word of God all day long. Remember the wheat and the tares they talked about? I think it was Matthew, maybe even Luke. The evil one planted what's called the Darnell seeds while the husbandman had his servants plant the good wheat. And so they were growing up together. But here's an interesting point about the Darnell seeds. The Darnell seeds, they were poison and a danger only to the children. Once wheat grew up, it became mature, and they were no longer affected by the poison of the Darnell seeds. But you couldn't tell they were poison until they grew up too. And so the idea is you must be rooted and grounded in the Word of God so that you can reach maturity, all the while defending off the attacks of the fraudulent, because they can't harm you when you mature. But we have a church full of babies now. We don't teach them spiritual truths. We don't teach them how to fight. 
We don't teach them how to walk in the Spirit. We don't teach them how to pray in the Spirit. We don't teach them how to live in the Spirit. You have to be able to discern what's right and wrong. And the Bible says you do that in Hebrews by constantly using the Word of God. By using your faith, you go strong in the Lord and the power of His might. But the problem is we're not protecting our young babies. It's almost like they're not only aborting children in the womb in the natural sense, but they're also aborting the future children of God who are born into the kingdom and our babies. And we're not looking after them. You know, we're getting them into church and we're making them cultural Christians is what Dave Reagan calls them. They're not Christians by any other name. They fit in. They go to church. And they may even give a few bucks. They may open their Bible now and then. But basically, they're in there. It's a Christian club. It's an experience. There's no conviction by the Holy Spirit. There's no transformation. And our people are being devoured by the enemy. The second Greek word is apateo, and it means to cheat or to delude one. And the scripture reference here is uh, Ephesians 5, 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Anytime you see the word let, let no man deceive you, that word let, it's a power word. Anything that comes after let is within your power and your authority to accomplish. So when Paul writes, let no man deceive you with vain words, that's on you. You are commanded by Paul not to let anybody deceive you. I should have read you the scripture before in Ephesians 4.14 because that goes with uh, the word, the first word, the planeo word that talks about it, that we no longer be children. And that's what he's talking about because children are easily deceived. You're not supposed to be a child. You are supposed to be mature. And it says, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. When you're young in the Lord, you are open to all sorts of strange stuff. And so it's on us, the older people, to protect them. Also over here in Apatero, it means to cheat and to delude you. Let no man deceive you. I got to give you this example. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I mean, it's so telling. I've got a friend and uh, she went to our Revelation classes two or three years ago. We taught the book of Revelation. We took a year through it. Great study. And the other day we decided in our Bible study, we've got like eight or 10 new people. And we said, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to reteach this because they have a hunger. They need to know what the book of Revelation says, especially in this end time. We may not be here in a year. And we want to protect them. We want to put them on guard. We want to give them the wisdom that they need. And so the Bible says, the uh, what does the Bible say? All scripture is given by inspiration from God. It's profitable. It's profitable for your doctrine to reprove you, to rebuke you. It's profitable in the construction of you in righteousness. And that includes the book of Revelation. And so this guy mentioned that his wife was, uh, she probably wasn't going to come. I said, that's fine. I'm not offended. I can take it. And because she wasn't ready to hear the book of Revelation taught again. And then in the next breath, he tells me, oh, by the way, she's listening to this other guy that says that the tribulation is, or the second coming of Christ is at least a hundred years away. I said, now, wait a second. You just told me that she wasn't interested in hearing the teaching on the book of Revelation, which she loved the first time. And now you're telling me, but she is listening to somebody else that's teaching her false doctrines about the book of Revelation. I said, that's really interesting. I says, so let me tell you the truth, what's going on in there. I know this person happens to follow the cue. I know they are dangerous. I know there's other false stuff out there. And here's the deal. If you are not being trained day in and day out, in the truth. If you are not being trained to recognize the truth, then you're going to fall for the counterfeit. And that's what's happened here. 
this person has listened to somebody else who's all wacky, got everything strange. And the truth of the matter is, the one place she needs to be is back in her teaching on this second session of the book of Revelation. It's like the money, the bankers and the money. They're not trained by watching the false. They're trained by studying the real bills all the time, all the time, all the time. They never look at counterfeit money. This way, when counterfeit money does come in, they know that it feels different, they know that it smells different, they know that it looks different, because they only know the real. That's how it's got to be with the Word of God. During the election cycle, I was getting all these people sending me all these wild things about what's going on, that Soros had been arrested, Obama was in jail, he was spilling his guts, the Pope was in prison for pedophilia, all these wild things. I would get 20 to 30 of them every day. I got fed up. I started deleting them and just telling people, get me off this list. I did that for a while, then I looked down the bottom, I said, oh, I can just leave. So, <laughs> so I'm digitally illiterate. So anyway, I started doing that, and I don't get them anymore. But I know these people, they're wacky. They think the earth is flat. They think that President Trump is getting reelected again, despite what's been going on. You know, I hope that's true, but there's no evidence. For years now, they've been telling me that Trump's here to drain the swamp. I said, he's not here to drain the swamp. He's here to reveal the swamp. God's going to drain the swamp at the appropriate time. He may not do that before the church leaves, but they will be dealt with, trust me. But at the end of the day, you need to be focusing on the real. You need to be focusing on the truth. And don't follow this other junk, man. People get their hopes up. Just stick to the Word of God. I love it. If I make a mistake, I'm going to err on the side of the Word of God. I don't need to follow this other stuff. 95% of it is false. Whether it ever comes to pass, well, it's not dangerous, Ron. They're just hypothesizing, whatever the word is. Well, and some of them are prophesying, whatever. I don't care. I am sticking to the Word of God. If my eye is single, that's my goal. My eye will be single. I don't care. If God drains the swamp and he puts Trump back in, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm on board. I will continue to support him just like I'm doing now. But I am not putting my faith or my hopes in that. I'm putting my faith and my hopes in the Word of God. I will respond to the Word of God. I will act based on the Word of God. I will pray what God tells me to pray for. So, apateo, one of the Greek words, uh, it means to deceive, and the definition is to cheat or to delude you. And then it tells you in Ephesians, let no man deceive you. And then the third word is ex apateo. And unfortunately, that is the fulfillment of apateo, that means to cheat or delude you. Ex apateo means that you have been seduced. Holy. And that's what leads to apostasy. That's when you start following strange doctrines. You leave the church. You quit going to church. You quit reading your Bible. You start following all these idiotic websites. You get on board with what they're talking about. And you no longer have a relationship with Christ. I posted this scripture the other day. It's so important. You read the Bible. Okay? And I know scriptures. I know just a little bit. But I know more than most. And I can quote scriptures more than most. And yet... My relationship isn't with the scriptures. You read the scriptures and you study the scriptures. In them, you think you have eternal life. Yet, those scriptures are supposed to be revealing me to you. The idea behind the scripture is to know God. People say, well, wow, Ron, I think it's great you memorized all those scriptures. I haven't memorized a single scripture. There's only one I ever tried to memorize, Isaiah 58. This is the fast that I've chosen, saith the Lord. And I always struggle with it. I don't read the scriptures and do memory verses. That's not who I am. I read and I read and I read. And the Holy Spirit reveals God to me through the scriptures. I don't know the God because I know the scriptures. No, I don't know the scriptures so that I can quote them and preach them. I know the scriptures, therefore I know God because God is revealed in the scriptures. And you need to have that same mindset too. First Corinthians 3, verse 16. Know you not that you are the temple of God 
and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. I use that as my religious exemption, by the way, for wearing a mask. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no man deceive himself. Ouch. If any man among you seems to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that you may be wise. Let no man deceive himself. You know, sometimes we in the church, we're our own worst enemy. We receive lies as truth and we seduce ourselves. It's like following CNN or the Q or some syrupy, smooth, motivational preacher or doctrines of devils. Here's the doctrines of devils. The end is total deception, yes? And the doctrine of deception is uh, supposing that gain is godliness. I've heard that before. How many of you had heard that? If you're a Christian, you should be prosperous. You should be living in the nicest house on the block. You should have the nicest pair of shoes. You should look sharp. You should. People used to rag on me for not wearing a belt in church. I said, why? I don't like wearing a belt. That's just me. But I, I had several people say, Ron, you need to wear a belt. You're representing Christ. I go, really now? I go, this is wild. Anyway, that's the mindset that's going on. That gain is godliness. No, thank you. If I want to drive my 1981 Mustang, I'll drive my 1981 Mustang. My wife has a CTS. It's 10 years old, but she loves it. That's fine. Amen? So Dave Reagan makes the point in his teaching that America has passed the point of no return. And I would challenge any of you. I would challenge all of you. Try to make a case that we haven't. Just like Judah. At this point in our time, our wound has become incurable. It's uh, a very delicate time right now. We've just switched over to an ungodly administration, and they'll be coming after people like me. They'll be coming after those that are standing for the Word of God. America is fast-tracking right into the tribulation period. Four years. God gave us four years of President Trump, and he slowed down that descent. But now with Mr. Biden, Ms. Harris in authority, they own the Supreme... They don't own the Supreme Court. They own the judicial system and the other court. They own the Congress. They own the Senate, the House of Representatives. They got the executive branch. And this is what we're dealing with. And there's no stopping them. You understand, there's no restraint. They, they don't pay attention to the Constitution, which is the law of the land, which should be holding them back. They don't pay attention to the church. They've marginalized us. They've put us in the corner, told us to sit down and shut up. We said, okay. And there's nothing that's holding them back. They have no code of morality. They have no conscience. Uh, They have no uh, Holy Spirit of God telling them yes or no. They're just going crazy doing their own agenda. And so here we are. The tribulation is right behind us. We're heading right there. And basically, since Trump took office and he was removed, now Biden's there, we've picked up right where we left off. Preachers aren't going to tell you the truth about the tribulation and the truth about the fall of America. They're not going to say that it's not popular. It doesn't solicit donations. Uh, You know, honey is more attractive than vinegar. Well, there's some vinegar that you need to be told about. Micah, chapter 1, verses 8 through 9. This is Micah prophesying about the fall of Judah. Therefore, I will wail and howl. I will go stripped and naked. I will make a wailing like the jackals and a mourning like the ostriches. For her wounds are incurable. For it has come to Judah. It has come to the gate of my people to Jerusalem. Now, America isn't the only nation that's past the point of no return. I just showed you where Judah did. But it's important that you understand about Micah. You know, Micah could not prophesy in a dispassionate kind of way. He was he loved his 
Judah. He loved Jerusalem. He loved Israel. And when he saw the judgment coming upon his people, it made him weep and howl. And he didn't just announce judgment and then yawn and move on and pass the offering plate. He cared so deeply that he wept with the people of God. And the preacher's duty is more than just to announce judgment and to walk away. He's got to care. America's only incurable wounds are the ones that we refuse to bring to God. With him, all things are possible, but when we refuse to bring our sin to him, then our wounds are incurable. Many prophets are speaking of a great end-time revival. They are prophesying Trump back into office, a return to righteousness by America, a draining of the swamp. They have no scriptural basis to make those claims. One would have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see where we are and what's around the corner. Sure, they may get fame and a following for their prophecies, but just like Jeremiah... In Jeremiah's day. But look, I'm going to read this quickly to you. It's in the message. I'll close with this. It's great. The message is a lot of fun. Jeremiah 6, 14. Everyone's after the dishonest dollar. Little people and big people alike. Prophets and priests and everyone in between. Twist words and doctor truth. My people are broken. They are shattered. They put on band-aids saying it's not so bad. You'll be just fine. But things are not just fine. Things are falling down. Our people have no shame. They don't even know how to blush. This is where we are in America today. Pray for your nation. Your nation doesn't need President Trump as much as I love him. Your nation needs God. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.